Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Seven, right? Yeah. I know you're one at a time here, but, I mean, do you hear that noise? Do you think about that number? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to think about it. Right. If you think about seven Super Bowls and then ten, being in ten of them, I mean, it seems surreal because, I mean, it, it, I know how hard it is now to, to even get to that game. But, uh, like you said, you take it one at a time. At the end, that's, I mean, that's the ultimate goal, I think, for any quarterback in this league. Um, is to get get to all those Super Bowls. I know it's a long ways away, and it's going to take a lot of just seasoning, day in, weekend, whatever it is, of being the best I possibly can be. Um, and then if you talk to me in like 15 years, and we'll, we'll see where we're at and see if I can get close enough to that seven. All right, I'll be back. Before then, but maybe at 15, too. I just had an image of 15 years from now. You will be my age. I will be much older. Oh, man. Patrick Mahomes will be in his 40s if he's still playing in the NFL. Probably. No reason to think that he won't continue. He's got the drive. He's got the desire. He's got the will. He's got the excitement. He's got the trophy. His second, and they raised the banner tonight, and we are here in Kansas City. Oh, yeah, As you can tell, I'm going to surrender the floor to you and let you complain that the set is no better than it was yesterday when you complained loudly about the fact that there's no objective indication that we're in Kansas City for the start of the season. No, Go. there's not. No, there's not. You know, I'd like something. NFL, Kansas City versus Detroit back here, something. But the good thing is with the two of us here, it's not on the single shot. So now you get to at least see PFT live and an NBC logo. So there's something more to well, that. You should have right? come here yesterday. Right? I know. I should have. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's but right. man, you 15 years from now? Damn, I don't know if I want to think about that. Yeah, that's right. You got to itch up there. I got to yeah. scratch. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get makeup right oh, there. Oh, there's sure Patrick Mahomes. He's a, yeah, uh, really? Do you really? You might that, be like first that. Of all, first of all, that's horribly disrespectful. <laughs> Second of all, it's better than the alternative. And third of all, I don't think I'm going to quite be at the well back in my day <laughs> no, I don't think you in 15 years. You're right. Maybe 18 years, maybe. but not 15 okay, years. Okay, all right. Let me at least enjoy my early 70s. <laughs> okay. 
with some knowledge that I'll be able to communicate in effect. Okay, for now I'll let you. Let or maybe you think I can that. run for president. Well, you're right. You're right. You might have. A I mean, that's when the the flower opens, Appar- right? Seventy five. For either side. It is funny. We can't find anybody under eighty to run. All right, let's country. not go down that. But path, either but. way, all right. No. <laughs> let's talk about the guy we just saw because I do. I, I want to hit on something there. Just what we see in the opening because you know we both love Mahomes. We know he's. You know, refreshing, honest, humble, hasn't changed. Hasn't changed, right? That's the key. That's hasn't your, changed. And, and you're totally right about that. I thought about you when I was doing the interview. And just there, you know, he's, he, he embraces the moment. And I think that's what I really love about him. He's, he didn't give me some, you know, stupid, close-to-the-vest type of answer just to kind of answer my question. It was thought out. He's, he gave me his honest feeling, right? And that's where I think he's really cool, where I don't know if all quarterbacks and, and people in his position would do that. I think that what happens is, and it's unavoidable, it's human nature. We've seen it with other great quarterbacks, other great athletes. You get to the point where the praise, the money, the fame, the attention, yeah. the opportunities – it just creates, I don't want to say a monster, but you morph into something other than what you were. It's unavoidable. It when is. you are constantly hearing it, when you are constantly having money thrown at you for nothing. We were talking before the show that Delta has hired Tom Brady in retirement to be a strategic advisor. What the hell does Tom Brady know about planes? <laughs> I'm, not, I, I, I'm a loyal Delta customer. i got to rethink this now. If you're going to hire people to be strategic advisors who don't fly planes, you know, my, I have one objective. Plane stays in the air. I don't care about all this other stuff. I mean, it just sounds like a glorified sponsorship, but that's the kind of opportunity you get. Right. And they just keep throwing money at you. Hey, we're going to give you a bunch of money. Just come here and talk and just read off a bunch of cliches. And, sure. And it just builds into Place of the ego. somebody who right. changes. Yeah. And you know who's going through that transformation on his team? Travis Kelsey's going through that. Sure. Travis Kelsey's becoming Hollywood. One commercial at a time, one SNL at a time. He's changing into a different guy, and it's unavoidable. It's not, a, it's not pejorative. It happens. When you have your hand in that flame, eventually the flesh changes, and you change. And this is all a testament to Patrick Mahomes. He's still the same kind of dorky guy that just has incredible physical skills. He doesn't take it too seriously, but he does take it very seriously. He yeah. doesn't take himself right. seriously, but he takes his work seriously. And that is hard to maintain, that duality. Yeah, I agreed. I think you, that's well said. Uh, he's uh, got a... Like, first off, for what you said, it is hard. Uh, for any quarterback, whoever... You know, to your point, when anybody is, hey, you're the best, you're the greatest, here, this is a boatload of money to do this, and, you know, you do things, you can be late things, whatever, late, whatever, and, and nobody cares, it, yeah, it placates to the ego and narcissism and all that. And I think we'd all be guilty of that to a degree if we were in some of these guys' shoes. I, I, I hear you there. But, yeah, I think he's shown, and honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's a new age quarterback, the young quarterbacks in general. They all seem to have a little bit better of a balance of, of, of feeling this out. But Mahomes, yeah, top notch. And he, to, your, to what you said, too, he's, he's, a, he's a cool nerd. He's, not a, he's a sports nerd. That's where he is. He, just, he wants to play sports. He wants to watch some sports. He wants to talk about some sports. And then if he's got a little time off, he wants to drink a beer or do something like that. And I think we can all relate to that. And that's where, yeah, he stayed true to himself. Yeah. And I don't see it changing. If it hasn't changed by now. No, no. Two Super Bowls in. Right. Five straight AFC championship games at home. Biggest star in the sport. You're right. Everybody wants to talk to him. Everybody wants a piece of him. He's still the kid that he was 
when he entered the NFL back in 2017. And I, I think it's, it's very refreshing. And who knows? It'll be tested because the star is only going to continue to rise. He's not going anywhere. He's only going to get better. That's one thing he said during training camp. He craves the knowledge that a Tom Brady has from experience where you walk to the line of scrimmage, you know what's going to happen, and you can distribute the football without having to run around with your yeah, hair on fire. Right. Because at some point, he's not going to be able to do that. Sure. He's not going to be able to, to uh, make chicken salad out of you-know-what. Yeah. And, and he wants to just be able to say, okay, I see the defense. All right, I know the play. My second guy's the one who's going to be open right at the snap. Ball out. And I don't have to worry about getting hit. I don't have to worry about running around. I can do this until I'm 50. Yeah. Because my arm's still going to be there. Agreed. I mean, everybody's got to make that transition at some point when you're, when you're playing quarterback, right? If you have the type of skill set that Patrick Mahomes does, you're not going to be able, like you said, run around, make magic happen in the sense that we know he can. I think we saw a little bit of that step in that direction last year, right? We talked about it a bunch of weeks where he was – you know, becoming surgical in the pocket where we just went, man, it's just one good decision, one pinpoint perfect throw after another. And uh, I think he will continue to, you know, I ask him in that in the interview, I don't want to give it all away. But yeah, he, he talks about that. And he's always conscious of what he didn't do well, what he needs to be better with and where he needs to go to kind of up his game. And uh, that's what's refreshing about Patrick Mahomes. It's what's refreshing about the Chiefs in general, right? Uh, there's a little bit of a looseness to their little mini dynasty that I think we both like, where it's, it's not, you know, the Patriots and we're ultra detailed and we found a player under a rock here somewhere and scouting and all this other stuff. Uh, and he's different than I think you're our, our at least prototype of our quarterback, where we've had, you know, Brady and, and, and Manning, of course, where they were robots, right? Everybody in the right spot. I'm prepared. I know every check in the world, all that. And this one feels a little bit more free and freewheeling. But I know it's a lot of work, and he's putting in the work, but it just has that feel with the Chiefs. And you know what? This isn't on the rundown. I just made sure that it's not something we're going to be talking about later. But I can't help but think about how lucky he was that, number one, he wasn't pegged as the top prospect entering the draft. And number two, the Chiefs fell in love with him, kept their mouths shut, and went up to get him because he's benefited from being in a top-shelf organization with great coaching, great personnel acquisition, great support, great everything. And that's not how it usually works in the draft. And I thought of Caleb Williams as we're talking oh, about where I Patrick knew, Mahomes I is, right? right? Well, yeah. well, and he, he isn't there yet, but you can see that Caleb Williams and his father, Carl, are moving down that path of realizing, you know what? Yeah, my easy option is... I don't want to play for the Cardinals. I'll just stay in school for a year. But there's going to be another Cardinals the year after. You can't get away from the fact that the worst team in football is going to have dibs on sure. you. Your play is to say, I'm coming, but not for you. I'm playing, but not for you. I'll enter the draft, but don't try to pick me because I'm not signing the contract. I feel like he's moving toward that because that's the only way you can get yourself into a spot that Patrick Mahomes is in. No, This is not intended to fire strays at the Browns. But I don't think Patrick Mahomes is what he is today if the Browns had drafted him in 2017. They wouldn't have had the support, the coaching, the consistency, the continuity so that he could develop and flourish the way he needed to. He has it here in Kansas City. Listen, yeah, the stars align. I'm not going to argue there with that. Now, I think the player was going to pop up on our screen no matter what, no matter where he went. 
But, but it might have been all over extent. the place, right? right? Thrown right. interceptions, sure. no rhyme or reason, sure. can't harness him in. I hear you. Wants to use that arm and throw it 90 yards every play. Agreed. Coach can't talk Andy to him. Andy Reid was the perfect guy You need for an him. Andy Reid to right. tell him, this is how it's going to be, Patrick. When it gets a little bit tense, this yeah. is how it's going to be. Sure. And he may not have listened to Freddie Kitchens or whoever. No, I, you know, listen, I've seen what you've written, what you wrote about uh, Caleb Williams. I get it. I get your thought. I know, I know Arizona right now, they're in a spot of, you know, it seems like where, which direction are they going what are they doing there you know I, I understand that too but I also look at the other the flip side of that a little bit too right and we had those same thoughts and, and this is where you know players are different because they feel like they can change the culture we didn't think Kansas City was that cool until Mahomes got here right I mean I, I know it was had some history it did have Andy Reid Right, I know it's not. They were a pretty good playoff team. I know it wasn't quite. I'm just talking about the pantheon. It wasn't like, oh, this franchise. They're just like, yeah. Go Here's ahead. Here's what they were. Go ahead. They were the Vikings. A not even bit. the Vikings. Maybe not even not. the Vikings. They were Maybe better not. than the Vikings, but they had a quarterback who was taking them as Relevant. far as he could. Right. right. And he wasn't able to punch through to the next level. And they were aware of that. And it was no hard feelings. Alex, we love you. You can make us relevant. You can make us competitors. You can make us contenders. You can't make us champions. Sure. And that's what some of these teams are going yeah, through now. And I right. think the Vikings are wrestling with that. It's why Kirk Cousins doesn't have a contract beyond this year. They want to go get their Mahomes, their Burrow. Not like you can just, you know, yeah, puck pick up an street. app and say, I know. you know, right. how long until they show up right. with him. Right. But, but that's why the Chiefs did it. They were relevant. They weren't a bad team. They were picking in the 20s for a reason. Yeah, they're 27, I they believe. They had to go all the way up to 10. Right. So th- that, I just, I thought of that, and I apologize for taking us off path a little bit, but we need to remember, for as much as we praise Patrick Mahomes, he got lucky to be in Kansas City. He got lucky to be with Andy Reid. And he got lucky to be with a team that allows him to get the most out of his talents. Sure. I think there are plenty of quarterbacks out there who are not in a position where they can get the most out of their talents. Patrick Mahomes is. Yeah, I, I, I hear you there. Now, I mean, as it pertains to Caleb Williams and where you went with that, we'll see. Now, you know, you know that a lot of these quarterbacks have great confidence in themselves that they can turn around an organization with their skill on the field, their willpower off the field, like we saw Joe Burrow do with the Bengals, yes. right? You know, we, we can go through, hey, Peyton Manning and the Colts, right? That was like, oh, the Colts, oh, God, Peyton Manning's going to the Colts. And, of course, they became one of the coolest thing in football. It is possible, but I hear you. It's it on just, the radar. I thought of that because right. it, it's, a, it's, a, it's the planets lining up, I think, as you said, just the right way, yeah. just perfectly, but an incredibly great player, a guy who hasn't changed, and maybe that's one of the reasons he hasn't changed. Maybe at some level he knows that it really isn't and hasn't been all me, that there are others that are factors here, and I could have ended I up. I think he's totally I could have ended up in, in Cleveland, all due respect. I could have ended up in one of these other places where I wouldn't have been able to have my career developed. It did. I mean, look, the guy wasn't regarded as the top prospect for a reason. Nobody yeah. knew what to make of him yeah. coming out of Texas right, Tech. Right, right. And it's not like he didn't have a coach who didn't eventually coach in the NFL in Cliff Kingsbury. Right. So it's, it's great to see what's happened. And, you know, if you're a fan of the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, our condolences, it's going to be a long time that you're going to have to deal with this every year. Not that they're going to win it every year, but they're going to be in the mix every year. It really is astounding to think five straight AFC championship games at home. He's never played a playoff game away from Arrowhead Stadium. And when you consider that, it's kind of disappointing they've only won two. 
Wow. When you kind of have things, it shows you how hard it is to exactly. win one. Right. But it's like, you know, 40% when you have everything lined up your way. Yeah, right. They've been to three. They've won two. Yeah. And the two they won, yeah. grab it out I of the hat. Teeth, Unbelievable. Right. Sure. It really is a great story no, when you yeah, think it about is. it. But and there's still a lot of chapters they left. They had to dethrone the greatest dynasty we've seen in the history of the sport with the Patriots and, and lost the championship game to them, right? Yeah, the Joe Burrow loss, certainly. Played Tom Brady in the Bucks, which was you know, a really well put together team for that little two, three year run that right toe, there. That toe was and that a toe was that an day. issue there. Right. But I do think he is totally aware of all the things you said. I think that's the advantage he has from growing up in a sports house where, you know, he sees his dad playing professional sports and, and he realizes, wait, it's more than just about my dad. It's the team. He got to be around that. And that comes off even in the interview too, Mike. I'm not trying to pat myself in the back, but he talks about that, the support he has. And I think with every great career, you know, the stars align in a way, somehow, some way, where we didn't envision it and we're, we're getting to watch this happen right in front of us right now. But I also think that's part of the reason he's willing to take a little less money because of the point you met, you, you said. Or a lot. Or, or a lot. Right. It's, a it's little, becoming a lot. a lot. It was a little at first. Now it's becoming That's a lot. lot. <laughs> and it's going to be even more when Joe Burrow signs his contract at some point in the yeah. next few days. Because yeah. I feel like it's moving in that direction. Unless the Bengals completely screw this up, Joe Burrow will have his contract before Sunday. And it will make the gap between him and Mahomes at 45 and currently Justin Herbert at 52-5 and Burrow goes to 53, 54, 55, wherever. At some point, that's going to be adjusted. And I was under the impression back in February that this was going to happen before the season begins. It's still not off the table, but it's kind of dicey right now. We're going to talk about Chris Jones. It it complicates things. Having a guy who's, who's not happy and not here, and I don't think they ever expected that would happen. Before we get to Jones, though, the big news for the Chiefs continues to be the status of tight end Travis Kelsey, who's also woefully underpaid at half of the top of the market for receivers and just below by a couple of million the top tight end pay. Kelsey has the knee issue that happened on Tuesday at practice. He's officially questionable for the game, which means we'll nothing. see. Right. We'll see how he feels today. Everybody's questionable. Right. Today. They don't use doubtful as much as they should. Doubtful technically is anything below 49 percent 49 or below right so questionable is a huge gulf of 50 50 all the way up to 99 right questionable right so they throw the questionable label out there and we'll find out 90 minutes before kickoff they plan to put him through a workout this morning to test the knee that's according to nfl media and he has not missed a game due to injury i looked this up yesterday we were talking about it during the show he missed almost all of his rookie season due to a knee problem Starting in 2014, he has not missed a game due to injury. He had one COVID absence and right. two games where we don't need our starters. Yeah. No injury absences. And we get the feeling he's going to do everything that he possibly can to be out there and play. Yeah. Even if he is somewhat impaired or limited, he's, he, he's not going to miss this game. And they've got, as you were saying yesterday, they've got that break on the back end before the Jacksonville game where they can kind of reassess where things yeah, are. Yeah, exactly right. I, I, you know, again, I, I don't have confirmation here. I know you and I talked about this a lot yesterday when we were kind of doing our rehearsal at the stadium. I did get a note from somebody that's pretty close to the situation that kind of told me, hey, he, he's going to try to play. And the thought was that he's going to try to play. It's the first game of the year, and he's got 10 days on the back end to try to, you know, get it healthy. But it's going to be about, yeah, how stable does it feel 
can you move? Can you cut? Can you do those things to separate from a safety or a linebacker? Uh, but knowing the psycho in which he is and the family of psychos that he comes from, and I'm saying that about him and his brother, not his mom. His mom's awesome. But he, he, he's a football player, and I think he loves this moment, and he's a showman like you've talked about a little bit just to start the show. I think with, hey, yeah, Saturday Night Live commercials, he loves the big moment. So that's where I feel like Travis Kelsey will 100% give it his all to try to play tonight. And, and honestly, I expect him to be there. I'm, I would be more shocked if we're at the pregame and they tell us Travis Kelsey's not playing than I would be if they went, hey, whoa, well, there he is. He's out there. He's in uniform. Uh, I, I expect to see him. You mentioned Jason Kelsey, the Eagles center and the brother of Travis. Here he is from yesterday with his own thoughts, his own insight on whether or not Travis will suit up and play. I know he's got some swelling going on, uh, but as lo- it sounds like as long as they can get that down, yeah. um, you know, he- he's going to have a chance to go. The ligaments and everything are intact structurally. Uh, from what we know right now, uh, his knee's fine. So really it's about getting that swelling down and then seeing how bruised that bone is. Because, you know, if you-, if you guys have ever had those, they can be yeah. pretty painful, especially if it's in a spot that's rubbing all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, and that can kind of shut down your muscles and do other things. But I think he's going to be good to go. I really do. You know, it's funny because it was Jason Kelsey who said yesterday that it's a bone bruise. And the problems back in 2013 began as a bone bruise. Now, I don't know if it's the same knee or not. That's the one thing I've yet to be able to nail down, and I've not seen anyone report whether it's the same knee that he had an issue with in 2013. But in 2013, he had a bone bruise. And they saw that there was a spot where there was no cartilage. I found the article yesterday because we were talking about yeah, microfracture right, surgery. And that right. used to be the kiss of death. Microfracture surgery, this experimental thing that didn't work far more often than not. But they found a spot where there was no cartilage that was creating that pain. He could run, but when it was time to make cuts and things moved around, yeah. that created him discomfort. Right. And I just, I hear what, Jason Kelsey just said about rubbing, and it just makes me wonder, is it, if it's the same knee, has, you know, the microfracture surgery had a 10-year shelf life? Yeah, sure. Or is it the same structure of the way his knee's put together in the other knee? But I, I just, it gives me some degree of alarm that maybe there's something more going on here than just a hyperextension. If you're talking about areas that are rubbing bone on bone and that's no good if that's the case. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. I mean, it's definitely something to watch out for. I think as the whole season plays out here now, now that this is on our radar and he's a little different than, you know, a lot of tight ends too, where, Hey, I mean, you know, you watch football, everybody out there watches football tight ends don't always run the most intricate routes in the world. And what I mean by that is, hey, there's two safeties in the middle. They just run right down the middle of them. Or they run 10 yards up and make a right turn, you know, at the, li- at the line, right? That's what they do. But Travis Kelsey, he, you know, to, to what you said a second ago, he's a little bit more receiver-like. I mean, how many times do we see Patrick, I mean, you know, Kelsey run in like he's going to run a shallow cross, jam on the brakes, come back out. And then Patrick Mahomes hit him. How about he, he fakes like he's going to run the shallow cross. He jams on the brakes, fakes he's going to come back out, and then goes and continues the shallow cross. 
his game is a little bit more about cutting than, more tight, than, than most tight ends. And that's where I'll be interested to see if we see him on the field in pregame tonight, how effective he is in that department. Because they, he is so important in that area where they try to design a play. Hey, it's Kadarius Toney in a 20-yard in cut and maybe somebody else going over the top of him. And then the third option is Kelsey running one of those routes I'm talking about underneath where, okay, by the time he makes a move and on that, guy, on that guy there, oh, now it's Mahomes is ready to throw to him, and it's a big part of their offense, let alone the scramble drills we always see and how he moves in that element there. So um, be interesting to see, but, yeah, like I think his brother is saying and like I'm saying, I'm expecting to see him out there. We also can't rule out the possibility he'll be a decoy. We can't rule sure, that out. Sure. That let's just put him out there and have the Lions think, He's going to be the guy he always is and devote extra attention to him. And the Chiefs get an early touchdown thanks to the fact that the the Lions have taken the cheese and they're covering Travis Kelsey as if he's going to be the guy that he always is. And if you use that judiciously and if you use that, you know, not to the extent where you aggravate the situation and make, yeah, whatever it is, that's the risk. That he's going to go out there and he's going to make it worse. That's that's the reason to tap the brakes on this and give him the night off. What is the chance that it's going to be worse? Remember, that was the constant conversation last year with Lamar Jackson late in the year. Oh, some thought he could come back and play, and he's not going to make his PCL injury in his knee any worse. How much worse? What's the risk here? What's the what percentage? On one hand, yeah. of a problem that's going to potentially linger yeah. if he plays. How, how, how do we factor that into this final decision? And and when you've got a guy who is determined to play, I want to play, I'm going to play, that's where you need the adult in the room and Andy Reid to be able to stand up and say, hey, Trap. Just like what we saw on the sidelines when Patrick Mahomes suffered the ankle injury here in Kansas City against the Jaguars and it played out in the quarterback series, you kind of need to let the guy vent, you need to let him go through the process, And you kind of need to let him come to the conclusion on his own. Maybe all this is just window dressing aimed at allowing Travis Kelsey to realize, you know what? You guys are right. It's a long season. I don't want to get so caught up in this first game. Everybody's watching. It's a big deal. We're raising the banner, but it's still just one game. It's not a playoff game. We can lose this week and still be That's fine. Right. You don't need me this week to win, potentially. Agreed. And it may just be all this stuff. He's going to test it out this morning, the stuff you're hearing. It's just Travis Kelsey working through, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. You know what? I probably shouldn't play. Yeah. Well, so that's possible as well. It definitely is possible. I think it goes back to a little bit what you, know, you were talking about a few minutes ago. Just with, with, and we were hitting on the Chiefs. It's a little bit of how they, they, they empower their players. They don't just, you know, draw a line in the concrete and go, nope, that's it. You can't cross it, right? So uh, that, that, it, the concrete would be wet. I, Haven't we been? Uh, well, we yeah. had this conversation. You know, but before? some point it gets hard, and then you can never cross it. That's but right. you can't draw oh, the line in the concrete once it's we hard. We drew it wet, but then it's okay. hard after that. It. You got it? I don't know. Yeah. Don't try to make sense of me, man. Come on. Yeah. But either way, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and and I don't think even. Even today, if they have an early morning workout, things can change by the time it gets to 7 o'clock tonight. And it's pregame time, and it's time to run out and do that too. So uh, it's a dicey situation, and I'm always on erring on the big picture like you said. 
You know, we, we discussed this in the van a little yesterday. It's one of the things I always respected about being with the New England Patriots in my time there and watching Bill Belichick work, right? We'd see certain guys and I'd go, ooh, Gronk's been hurt for a few weeks. Oh, hey, Gronk's back this week. Man, he had a good week of practice. He's going to be... He's going to be tough to stop this week, Sunday, during the game. And then we get to Friday, and I'd hear from the coaches, oh, no, he's, he's not playing. Bill wants him to have another week of practice, get used to the movements again, get back into football shape. He doesn't want to just throw him out there, to your point, and then we miss him again, and we don't have him for eight more weeks. So there is. That's what the, hey, that's why Andy Reid, that, that medical staff, get paid a bunch of money, and they're going to have to figure out what's, what's right by Kelsey and the team. I remember that year he was coming back from, like, the arm that was fractured and repaired, and when's he going to play? Oh, right. And there was almost a sense that it was him, not the team, but this is Belichick making sure the guy's ready because you've got to think about the long haul. You'd yeah. rather have Travis Kelsey in January in September, and we'll see how it plays out over the course of the day, whether or not we see him tonight. We both kind of have this sense he's going to be there in yeah. some capacity, but we can't overlook the possibility that, that this is just Travis Kelsey being given the breadth and the opportunity to come to the conclusion on his own, the mature adult conclusion, I shouldn't do this. So it isn't Andy Reid telling him no, and he's pissed off about it. He comes to that conclusion on his own. Yeah, he'll he'll know and, if that's what ha- if and, that if that's and, where they're trying to push this thing. And and I mean, you know, I'm sure they want him to play. I mean, we know he's probably a big part of the game plan, right? You know, on the X's and O's department too. Hey, uh, I mean, hey, we 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 discussed a little yesterday about if he doesn't play. Okay, you know, yeah, it stinks that he doesn't play. We know how good he is, but then it's also going to bring an element of like Detroit does not going to know what to expect from the Kansas City Chiefs offense if that happens. I think there is that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I want to see the Chiefs at their best because I want to see this new Detroit defense and, and see them challenge and get a, a gauge of where they are and who they are. You know, they were the worst defense in football last year. They couldn't cover Jack Diddley's squat in anything. Right? They don't, other than Aiden Hutchinson, there's no other pass rusher we can talk of as of right now to go, ooh, he's going to be in Mahomes' face all night long. One guy ain't going to get it done against the Chiefs. So this secondary, they got a, they got a test. We know they got C.J. Gardner-Johnson, right? They gave Cameron Sutton a bunch of money. They drafted Brian Branch in the second round out of Alabama. They drafted Jack Campbell in the middle, who you would think would be the perfect guy, linebacker, to match up with, with Travis Kelsey a little bit and all that. So as a football guy and selfishness, I want to see that matchup, one, because I want to see Kelsey and Mahomes, but two, I want to see you know, what this new Detroit Lions defense has to offer and what they're going to look like. Well, that was one of the topics when Jason Garrett visited with Dan Campbell earlier in camp, how they will go about trying to shut down and slow down and maybe just hold in check so they can outscore the Chiefs' offense with Patrick Mahomes. Have a listen. Talk about the challenge in week one, Patrick Mahomes. This guy's ridiculous. Yeah, well, okay, you just gonna, you just dropped the mic with that one, yeah, which that's all you have to. Uh, he is, you know, look, it, it, there's not enough good things you can say about Mahomes. I mean, his style of play, man, he's smart, uh, he's instinctive, he's highly aware, uh, he's got uh, pocket mobility, he's just, he's dangerous, and, and uh, man, if you don't keep him in there and... Uh, First of all, you keep him in there, you're not guaranteed to get him anyway, but at least you give yourself a better chance. But he, he is, look, it all starts with him, and uh, it presents a huge challenge, you know. And, um, 
But look, our guys are looking forward to it. Hey, look, they had to play him at some point. You may as well play him the first game of the year. Everybody's watching. Are the Lions ready for this? I don't know that anybody's ready for this, but we'll see. And you come up with a plan, and you hope for the best. And, and I really do think, and we, we addressed this yesterday, the idea that they've had a plan for months on how to deal with Travis Kelsey. Yeah. For months. Right. And now, on the fly, they've got to come up with, hey, I know. what do we think they're going to do right. without him, and how are we going to defend whatever they do without him? Agree. That, that's where it's a little weird, the matchup in that way. You know, I mean, yeah, it's a disadvantage to not have Kelsey, but, you know, if, if the Chiefs don't have Kelsey, then you're like Detroit. You're going, wait, who do we double? What do we expect here? Are they going to go four wide receiver sets more, right? You know, is, are they going to actually use Noah Gray the exact same way they would use Travis Kelsey? So there's a lot of different ways they can go, and that's the advantage of having Andy Reid and Nagy and, and Mahomes being in the same system for a long time. So they got that for sure. And then we talk about the other side of the ball. I think there's a little of that element. I was talking about this with Coach Dungy last night, that, you know, the fact that there's no Chris Jones, I can't think that the Chiefs are just going to play the same way they always play. i got to think there's going to be something else. They're going to be more aggressive. They maybe go smaller and try to create chaos and speed and shoot gaps and just try to mess plays up that way instead of trying to have, you know, hold the ground Chris Jones type of style of defense there. So there is some unexpected things. I think you and I will definitely be clued in on early in the game to kind of watch how this goes. And then the most important thing is, is what you said. How are they going to react? That's the thing I'm pumped to see tonight. Detroit, it, it's easy to be free and, hey, we're the next team on the scene when there's nothing expected out of you last year, right? This is different. Yeah, it's the first game of the year. You got, like, people are putting the word Super Bowl and playoffs next to the Detroit Lions. People are saying the Chiefs are on upset alert from the Detroit Lions. That's where we're at. They're not used to that. I am interested to see kind of how they handle the, the big lights of tonight and, and being a team that's kind of, you know, cream of the crop, at least here early on in the year. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One of the things Coach Dungey was saying yesterday when we were talking about this, the Lions should be going back to the games where Kelsey did not play those few games and see what the Chiefs did offensively. Now, two of the games he didn't play... They rested starters, yeah, so, so it doesn't you don't really glean matter. anything from right, that. Right. The one game 
where Kelsey didn't play and the other starters did. He was on the COVID list in December of 2021 against the Steelers. The Chiefs won that game 36-10. to 10. Patrick Mahomes was 30 for 23 for 258 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and he threw the ball to 10 different players that, with nine of them catching passes. I mean, haven't we heard didn't – we, didn't we do this last year? The Chiefs are going to be okay. I mean, it, it might not be as dangerous, but like we talked about, you know, this is where – you know, we were trying to tell people last year, hey, there's no Tyree kill, but the Chiefs and Mahomes will still be awesome. And guess what happened? We saw the greatest year in the history of quarterbacking from Patrick Mahomes. I mean, through and through. So, the, you know, again, that's where I think they're dangerous tonight. And, and, yeah, you'd like to have Kelsey out there. We know that. But the fact that he's been the starting quarterback with Andy Reid and all this so long, and they know this offense like the back of their hand, that I think they can supplant and do different things and change personnel sets to make up for it and still, of course, be a very effective offense. The one very real intangible factor that the Lions have going for them is the last time we saw them to end the 2022 season at Lambeau Field, a game that we assumed the Packers would win. I can't remember who I picked in that game, but the Lions weren't playing for anything. The Packers were trying to get to the playoffs. It ended up being the last game ever for Aaron Rodgers right. in a Packers uniform. And the Lions rose to the moment. They rose to the occasion. They, they surprised everyone. That's one of the reasons why I think everybody's on the Lions this year. Uh, yeah, sure. Because of that. And this is their chance to bookend it. What a way. End one season, start a new season, come in and shock the Chiefs and everybody else. And maybe tomorrow morning when you're flying home on Delta with new strategic advisor. <laughs> I feel Brady. better now. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like I'm getting home a little faster and we're flying a little straighter that Brady's, you know, part of Delta now. I'm Let's sorry. fly and go will be the new, the new uh, slogan for, uh, for Delta. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe the Lions can pull it off. Now, one of the reasons that the Lions may be able to control the ball more, score more points, here we are, it's Thursday, Chris Jones still not with the Chiefs, Here he is from yesterday at a local appearance regarding the ongoing negotiations with the Chiefs on a contract that would get him back with the team. We can't really talk about it. Um, Hopefully it gets worked out. You know, um, it's always been my goal to be a Kansas City Chiefs for life. um, I've said that multiple times on social media platforms from interviews, and they know where my position is at, and uh, hopefully we can get something worked out. Chris, do you feel like you've let, let your teammates down at all? That's the criticism. That's the only criticism I've heard at all. How? That's what I got to ask. How have I let them down? Um, just like um, when you had a job and you, you, you ask for an extension, right? And you ask for a raise, right? You're not letting anyone down. I don't know yet, man. I, I don't know. I, I could be playing. I could be on the sideline. I don't know. Uh, we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, look, he's not letting anybody down and his teammates get it. But that's why Kelsey was a little hand close to the flame last week saying, Chris, we need you. You know, it was a bit for his podcast, but it fuels this idea that he's letting his teammates down because his teammates are openly pleading with him to be there. And so he won't be playing tonight. It I. We said yesterday it would be malpractice if they put him in uniform and played him if he signed yesterday morning. Day of the game, walk through the door. Oh, hey, you look fine. Let the doctor check you out. Go play tonight. There's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> I, I mean, There's no way that's going to happen. I, I don't put anything past this crew here in Kansas City. You know, that, that's where I like them. They got a little bit of that renegadeness about them. 
where it's not prototypical NFL style. Uh, I'll first start with this. You know me as a guy that likes to look at men and how they look in their clothes and their butts and their legs and everything else. Damn, he looks in shape in that picture. I'll say that in that interview. I mean, he did. He looked like, I didn't look at him and go, ooh, uh, he looks a little sloppy. I don't know. So, hey, that's a good thing. And I, I expected that because, you know, like Kelsey and Mahomes, the dude loves football. He's, he's all in on it. But, yeah, he looks like he's ready to go. Now, if he played tonight like we talked about yesterday, it's not going to be 65 snaps and he's in there all the time. If they did get, come to some sort of agreement, it'd be, hey, a third down, a special play here and there. They would try to manage him, I would expect, I would think. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not expecting that to happen. I don't think we're going to see him. And now I think it's just, you know, let's hope he's back on the field for week two in Jacksonville. There is one benefit. We just showed the clip of him coming out before a home game. If he would be back and would be in oh, uniform and, he came and out, would come out of the tunnel, right? the pace that, would go yes, insane. Yes, right. And that would be just one of those intangible things that would give the Chiefs a lift, even if he doesn't play sure, very much, sure. if at all. But right. I... I don't know what's going to happen. I didn't think the 49ers were going to give Nick Bosa what it was going to take, and we're going to talk about that coming up. So I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do when it comes to Jones. And the Bosa contract, which we will discuss, makes it easier for Jones to hold firm because now there's two guys north of 30. Yeah, It's no longer just, oh, the Rams are stupid. Right. The Rams don't know what they're doing. The Rams gave him too much money. That's a crazy deal. Don't, that's an aberration. That's an outlier. Well, there's two of them now. It's no longer an outlier when there's two of them. No. It makes it easier for Jones to say, at 28, I'm being more I'm than still, reasonable. He's being exactly right. I don't think it affects things big picture wise, right? right? It's not it like he just he's makes like, him seem more reasonable. Exactly right. It's not like he's like now Bosa got this and I want more money. I saw a lot of people out there trying no. to say, "Ooh, this means this could get more complicated." It has nothing to do with it. One's a top tier, you know, top of the line pass rusher. Another guy is at 30 years old and he's a defensive tackle, and it's a different scenario altogether. So you're right. It does make it seem more reasonable. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you know, and we'll, we'll hit on the Bosa stuff here in a second, but uh, it doesn't seem like we're going to get anything done by today. No, and I've been working on it, and uh, hopefully tonight from the sideline in the pregame, I'll have some information about. You think where they're close? Stands. Like, I mean, you think like it's like? No, I don't think anything's gone on this week. So the, yeah, I think it's right. I think you know when it got to midnight because there was that period of time where Andy Reid said there's no communication, and people were surprised, yeah. and we explained well. You're not going to communicate until you get to clock striking 12 because if you get to your bottom line prematurely and then the clock starts striking 12, you get pulled off of it. So the clock began to strike 12. Everybody went to the bottom line. It was like, "Uh uh-oh, there's still a gap here. There's a gap. What are we going to do about it? Well, I don't know. What are you going to do about it? And that's kind of where they are. They're in their, their positions. There's a gap. How are they going to close that gap? Who's going to make the first move to close that gap? How is this going to play out? And I think that's where it is right now. So somebody's going to have to blink. And the point is, as it relates to Bosa, Chris Jones has less reason to blink than he did a day ago. This isn't, oh, well, now, yeah, like you said, Chris Jones isn't saying, well, Bosa got more. I want more than Bosa. No, this is, okay, I had my position. Oh, wait, my position is even more reasonable now. I'm not blinking. If anybody's going to blink, it's going to be the Chiefs. I think that's kind of where it is. But yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll have well, a full update. Hopefully later tonight when we're out of the oh, stadium doing the pregame. Well, it, it's things that he won't be out there. I mean, at least we don't expect him to be out there. Because, you know, another part of that matchup and, and you know, the things we've discussed is, yeah, just that, that Lions offensive line is the 
I think, where you start with their football team. It's the number one asset they got, right? We've talked about this. It's, it's across the board, they're damn good. They got two tackles that are legit. They got a good center. The guards are good, right? So they have a, this is one area in this matchup where they have a clear advantage. And that's going to be the thing for, for all of us to watch early on in this football game. You know, lack of big people on, on Kansas City's middle part of their defense without Chris Jones in there. What's the approach they take? Are they going to just play their two big people a lot of snaps? Or are they going to play an angle of let's be small, let's be fast, let's do some different things and come up with a game plan that they didn't expect and maybe try to catch them off guard that way? Uh, but I do think it's one of the you know, interesting chess moves, chess pieces, I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say, but about all football this weekend that I'm, uh, I'm interested to see how the, the, the Chiefs defense and Spags play this out. Between Kelsey and Jones, it gives the Lions more of a chance. Is it enough to get us to believe that the Lions can win the game? That's to be determined, but I, I just, it makes the game more interesting if those guys aren't out on the field or if Kelsey's out there and he's not 100%. All right, we're going to take a break. We mentioned the Bosa contract. Finally, Nick Bosa back in the fold. We'll tell you what he's getting and what the 49ers are planning to do with him as they get ready to head to Pittsburgh tomorrow for Sunday's season opener against the Steelers. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because oh, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. 